Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A warm welcome to Chief Executive Officer of Mindful Revolution, Rufilwe Nyoni. Rufilwe, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. And I have to say a big shout out to Brad Benzito, who hasn't let me down on the music tonight. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm Good evening so glad. All. I'm so glad that you're in and you're enjoying the music. So, look, you've got my head in a tailspin, uh, load shedding for the mind. It doesn't sound like something that uh, people would be pleased about, just like we're not pleased about load shedding of electricity, although we understand the reasoning behind it. However, it being uh, the Mental Health Awareness Week this week, I think it's good that we are talking about uh, such a topic. So, what is mindfulness of um, load shedding of the mind? You know, Patricia, I think it's such an important conversation because I think for me, we can always use aspects of the things that frustrate us to understand how much we are frustrating our minds and our bodies on a daily basis. So, of course, today we are talking about a load shedding for the mind. And for those of us who really understand the concept of load shedding in terms of electrical power rationing, uh, we understand the concept of load shedding in terms of um, how we, you know, we have to load shed because there's too much um, electrical power that is required and uh, in parts of the power distribution system. So load shedding generally happens to prevent the failure of the entire system when the demand strains the capacity of the system, right? So when there's too much demand, uh, ESCOM has to shut us down so that we don't uh, consider, so that we, so imminent blackouts don't happen continuously. But we have to consider when it comes to our own lives, when it comes to our own minds, how much are we overloading our minds and how much are we overloading our lives? And what happens when we don't do the load shedding is that the load shedding must happen with or without us, you know? So I think, you know, I came up with this concept because, I mean, in thinking about the complexities that we experience uh, in our country, in our world, and the, the way that things happen, we have to consider that much like our power systems as human beings, we are these incredible power systems, and if our sources are not plugged in or if we don't relieve ourselves from uh, plugging in from these sources, it is um, in no time at all we will have to completely shut down. So the important thing, I think, is for us to recognize that we have to find ways to rest we have to find ways to relax. We have to find ways to relieve ourselves so that the load shedding happens and that we don't have to wait for the blackouts to happen continuously. See, now that I understand this uh, load shedding for the mind concept, I really feel it's something that you need to educate us more about. I mean, you've mentioned some of the triggers of why and how we can get overloaded mentally. But I'd like you to mention the impact of overloading on our daily lives, on our bodies especially. I mean, recently, Patricia, you and I had a conversation with our, our listeners, the A-teamers, about uh, emotional first aid, right? So it's important for us to understand emotional baggage. You know, mental health is something that we all have and includes the thoughts and the feelings about ourselves, about others. So basically, a key component of our mental health is how we carry our emotional baggage. Like, how are we coping with the ups and downs of life? 
um, a renowned psychologist, her name is Carol Ward, and she wrote a very interesting book that is called Worried Sick, right? A Break Free from Chronic Worry to Achieve Mental and Physical Health. And she defines emotional baggage as all the unresolved emotional issues, whether these are personal or professional, and stress factors that adversely impact our mental and our physical health and become a barrier in achieving uh, professional ambitions and healthy relationships in our lives. Now, this baggage could make us uh, introspect in a negative manner about our current or past state of life, making us feel physically and emotionally burdened. Now, she further says that there are certain signs of identifying emotional baggage that is holding us back from progressing in life and these signs include things like um, physical manifestations such as pain in the neck and headaches, as well as me- mental manifestations such as feelings of anger, uh, feelings of guilt, uh, feelings of mistrust. The important thing for us to notice and to note about emotional baggage is that if it is left unresolved, it can negatively impact our lives and it can also stop us from making positive changes and progressions. Now, there are many studies that have done around this, but basically emotional baggage can hamper our ability to make healthy lifestyle changes, uh, things such as you know exercising or quitting habits that are unhealthy. And it's so important for us to recognize that emotional baggage can have an intense effect on our mental health or the ment- our mental wealth, as I like to, to call it, and it impacts our lives in many ways. I mean, I'm sure that you can understand this um, as a normal human being living and uh, operating in this 21st century that we, we live in. It's a com- complex time, but it's also a very powerful time. And how many of the things are we carrying in our day-to-day lives that we can't necessarily offload and that we can't necessarily acknowledge because the world does not allow us to. We live in a world that highlights perfection, whether it's perfect bodies that we see on Instagram or you know perfect lives that we've seen highlighted on, in, in various platforms. So it's so important for us to be able to acknowledge the things that are heavy in our lives not necessarily to change them, but also for us to be able to put the baggage down, even if it's just for a moment. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves because emotional trauma makes us susceptible to creating more stressful lives and um, stressful instances, rather, in our lives. Mm, The emotional trauma. And, you know... Rufile, sometimes when it comes to emotional trauma, I think we spoke about this last week, we, we so easily sweep it under the carpet and we forget about it and we want to just, you know, continue because no one sees these emotional scars. No one um, can say, yay, look at that, you know, you've got a, a gaping wound. But then when it builds up, clearly it's going to end up becoming baggage and it's going to end up causing you to need to load shed. How can we recognize when we are now overloaded with uh, emotional baggage, even if we are trying to hide it? I think the most important thing is to recognize that things happen in installments. So things, it's never one big thing. It's things that happen over time that we not um, we may not necessarily recognize, but also things that we ignore, right? So on a daily basis, We experience so many things, and I think for myself, I recognize it when I'm journaling, when I am trying to unpack my day. Um, There's certain things I don't even remember because 
in 24 hours, or let's say maybe in the 14 or 16 hours that I've been active in my day, so many things happen. So firstly, it's important for us to take that necessary pause to sit down with ourselves, to have conversations with ourselves, ask ourselves questions about our day. How did their day go really, you know? And not necessarily talk to someone else and share these experiences, but to make your day important to you. Unpack the day. Unpack the luggage that you've been carrying throughout the day. Secondly, it's important that once we've been able to do this is to recognize our triggers. What are some of the things that happen that make us not feel unwell emotionally, mentally, and even physically because these things have a trickle-down effect? So how can we sit and acknowledge the things that don't happen well in our lives and recognize the level of control that we may have over these things, right? Yes, maybe, especially in the professional realm, we don't necessarily have uh, all the control over the things that happen, but certainly in our personal lives, we can choose the things that we're encountering, we can choose the people that we're encountering, and we can also choose our reactions. And finally, it's remembering that we may think that we are not remembering what's happening in our day, but there's a powerful book I read that says, the body keeps the score. So every emotion that you ignore, it doesn't just vanish into thin air. It doesn't go somewhere into the ether. Your body remembers. And these become the things that uh, store, that become stored as trauma in our bodies. And this is why it's so important for us just to be able to unpack our luggage of our day on a daily basis so that the luggage that we're carrying into the next day is not necessarily as heavy as it was in the day before. Is it realistic? Probably not. But can we do it? Absolutely. If we recognize that everything takes practice. It's about practice. It's about trying each and every day to do these things that we think that are impossible, that we think we don't have the time for. And I think when it comes to mindfulness, I mean, this is Mindful Wednesdays, and we're talking about mindfulness, is that people think that it takes just one big thing to be mindful. But we have to recognize that practice does not make perfect, but practice makes progress. And it's important for us to know that we have to step into our days with intention, recognizing that we are not here forever. And in the lives that we lead, in the lives that we have, we have to be intentional about how we're spending our emotions. And in the midst of a very tough economy, we also have to be uh, very intentional about how we spend our emotions. A-teamers, we are speaking Mindful Wednesdays and today we are concentrating on load shedding for the mind. Our guest is uh, the beautiful Rufilo Nyoni, Chief Executive Officer of Mindful Revolution. How are you load shedding your mind? Do you even consider load shedding your mind? I'll tell you something. I've been very, very mindful of lately, especially because of these Mindful Wednesdays. I check in on myself so often, as Rufilo said last week. How often do you check on your phone? So I'm checking on myself more often than I check on my <laughs> phone, and my phone is not in my hand most of the time, so uh, I'm not a culprit there. But I'm also really making sure that my spiritual connection is at a point where I am just at ease with everything that is happening externally and internally. So I want to hear from you as an A-teamer. How are you load shedding? For me, it's 
letting go of the phone and making sure I check in and also just tapping into the spiritual realm because that's how I ease myself. How are you doing it? 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number or you can SMS 41391. Perhaps things are so difficult for you as an A-teamer and you just have not managed to load shed and it's now showing physically in your productivity at work and in other ways and you want to ask a question of how can you get it fixed? How can you get things right Rufilo is available to answer those questions let's go to an a-teamers voice note all right good evening patricia and your guest um just just one question um i'd like to know perhaps whether you need to to look inwardly uh to be introspective uh for you to be able to load shed inverted comma um or should you be looking at the outside factors like your work environment, um, your home situation, your financial situation, and perhaps your your relationship with your friends and perhaps partner and stuff? Um, because um, it, it's either or, or maybe largely the outside factors or mainly when you look into yourself before you decide on on shedding the load yeah this is Klaba from the Eastern Cape thank you Rufile please respond to Klaba you are the expert here <laughs> Patricia you're speaking to my ego when you call me an expert I feel like I need to say very wise things so I'm really gonna <laughs> you try always wise. you always wise <laughs> I'm gonna try in this moment and I want to say um, in beginning to Klaba Klaba firstly thank you so much for the comment Thank you for being a part of this important conversation. And I think, you know, by definition, introspection is an examination of self, right? It's an examination or observation of our own mental and emotional processes. So the first step would to be look inwardly. And why I say this is that even in my own life, I recognize that the things that bother me are not necessarily about the things that bother me. It's about the triggers. It's about the reminders of other things that have happened in my life. So, yes, our external lives are important. They are very real to us. It's a realm within we, we live. But without uh, introspecting in ourselves and understanding our patterns, understanding our emotions, understanding our past, understanding the legacy of things that have been left for us, not just physically, but also emotionally, it's important that we can sit down and understand where our reactions come from. When we can understand our reactions, we might be able to understand the things that we are creating without ourselves. And without, I mean externally, right? So there are many things that we don't have control over in our daily lives. However, who we will be and how we will be in response to these things is entirely up to us. I think that if we're honest, we recognize that each and every one of us, we fighting unforeseen battles. Life is challenging. Life is difficult. But even recognizing that, we realize that people respond differently to challenges. 
I know for myself, let me be honest, you know, I tend to be a control freak some, somewhat. You know, I want, I want to make sure that things are working the way that I want them to be working. And the reality is that that is not the case. So recognizing that means that I need to be able to observe myself in situations. And even if I'm not so skillful in my responses, the recognition that I have the power and the responsibility to respond in a way that is skillful is completely up to me. Life is challenging. Life is difficult. And to introspect, we need to know that everything comes from within. You know, there's a powerful analogy by Dr. Wayne Dyer where he talks about, you know, squeezing an orange and says that when you squeeze an orange, what comes out of it? And the answer to that question is that it's obviously orange juice that comes out. So it's not apple juice, it's not peach juice, it's not pineapple juice or carrot juice or anything, because when you squeeze an orange, what comes out of it is orange juice because that's what's on the inside. So if we can work on what's on the inside of ourselves, whatever is squeezing us, by definition, just result in us um, bringing out what's already inside of us. So I think the work is always about ourselves. I think even in coming into the world, we come to work on ourselves because the circumstances of life, they really just show us who we are. They show us how we show up. They show us how we respond. And we, I, I honestly believe that we're here to uh, not just be taught by life, but to be teachable by our experiences. Here's a message from Ms. N. in Soweto who says, Good evening, Mantuli. Now more than ever, we need to let go of attachments of things that don't add value into our lives. For me, meditation works better than medication. I give myself 30 minutes in each day to declutter emotionally. And there are some voice notes as well from A-teamers. Let's go to them. These days, the idea of um, being mindful is... um, taking time to yourself and there's a level of consciousness that works with that but when people are taking time to chill it's actually time to uh, fill up on the alcohol you know more than anything and it feels like it's time away and time spent relaxing but it's actually a taxing time on the body and i think like that body keeping a score it's really a time to think about how we we exercise intentionality. What a powerful thought there. Um, instead of saying, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take time out for myself, then I'm drinking, then I'm, 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 I'm over drinking, <laughs> and then I'm in loud music with the company that doesn't necessarily make me feel good. And this ATM is saying, remember, the body takes down the score. So for those mm-hmm. who are indulging in such and thinking they are load shedding their minds, is it a good thing? Because to me, it surely doesn't sound like it. You know, our A-team are saying something so important because, you know, escapism is not relaxation. Uh, Escapism is also not load shedding, right? In fact, we can add to ourselves by creating situations and scenarios that we may regret the morning after or the day after all these exciting things that we've done. Um, I think it's important for us to note that uh, we have to find ways that help us and that are beneficial for us. So even in making those decisions about um, am I emotionally load-shedding or physically or mentally load-shedding, understand what I decide today, what is the impact of that tomorrow? 
And in the present moment is really where we create our future. I think our A-team has said something so powerful about intention, and intention really is about motivation. So what are we intending for the next moment and for the next day? And we have to consider that. We also have to consider that uh, as much as we are individuals, we don't operate in isolation. So I don't want to put pressure on anyone, but understand that you are representing the people in your life. You're representing your family, you're representing your children, you're representing your colleagues. So any action that you take is not just about you. You are representing something far greater than you, something that has a sense of purpose. So again, it's not about the guilt, but it's about understanding that each action has a reaction, as we understand even in electrical terms. And it's also about understanding that how we intend to be in the moment can create the next moment. I also loved what Miss N and Soweto said um, about what she does to become, um, you know, decluttered and load shared her mind. She takes 30 minutes to herself to just meditate. This is a great way of load shedding, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And I mean, Soweto is my home, so this is my homie, my home girl. And I also love what she said about meditation is her medication, which is something that I say often to myself. And um, I think that it's important for us to find ways that we can meditate and understand that it does not look the same for anyone. And meditation, by definition, is about doing something on purpose and being present in whatever you are doing. For example, Patricia, what you are doing right now, just completely focusing on this conversation and being fully present for it. You know, you said your phone is very far away. You're not attached to it. You are meditating by being that and by being in the moment, right? So just doing something on purpose, fully focusing is a form of meditation. Do we do like formal practices such as sitting and watching your mind, observing your thoughts? Absolutely. But doing something and being present for it is the most powerful way for us to meditate because we really are just focusing on the here and now. Let's go to another A-teamer's voice note. Good evening, Patricia, and to our good doctor, um, you know, uh, I remember you speaking about emotional baggages even last week and even today as well. Um, you see, all of us uh, has uh, emotional trauma and uh, most of the time it, these things take place from people who are closest to us and uh, it's not easy at times. Um, you know, what, what gets me is when people teach one another to respect one another, but that's the same person who don't respect people. Um, they teach you to respect your elders, but they're the ones who will disrespect their elders. And they teach us about the Almighty, you know? And they tell you how to do things, but yet they don't do it properly, you know? Like forgiving. And they even badge you, you know, if you don't do this, you know, we will sort you out. Uh, but eventually, 
they are the ones who don't do that which they tell us to do. And it does affect me in a spiritual way because now you are thinking that the Almighty is somewhat like them, you know, like a particular person, you see. And that is sad, my dear, very sad. Sure, what you're describing there, Atima, is uh, what I think the Bible and a lot of other people would say are hypocritical people. Say one thing and do another, and then now start putting doubt and fear in people unnecessarily. Rufila, please come in. What can they do? You know, I really want to come in, and I think it's such an important conversation, and it's one that I've been having quite frequently uh, recently with people within my own circle. And I think, you know, understanding the challenges that we experience in our lives, uh, especially our childhood traumas, is, for me, at this point in my life, is a recognition that as you come into the world, you know, you don't necessarily choose your family, but the older we get, we can really make those decisions. I think that our fear of endings can be very concerning because we hold on to things even though that we don't feel good because we're, we're taught that loyalty is important and that even loyalty to pain um, has a, a perfect story on the other side. But I think it's important for us to understand that things don't have to hurt and life doesn't have to hurt. And uh, as all, the, the older we get, the more important it is that we make re- uh, decisions that that benefit us emotionally and uh, and mentally. You know, life is tough. I, I say this all the time, and it's tough for all of us. Our families are not perfect, um, and that's an important thing to recognize. But the older we get, it's important for us to make decisions, as difficult as they are, to step away from situations that take away from us rather than give to us, especially in the recognition that there are people around us who don't necessarily know how to make decisions for themselves, people that may be younger that are watching. They're watching how, how do we conduct ourselves in our lives. Mm. So, you know, a lot of things are, are, um, are really troublesome in life, but it's important. And I want to say this to the A-teamer. I'm, I, it's such a heartfelt message, what, what, what he has shared. And I want to say thank you for the vulnerability because the stories that make sense are the stories that we tell. And the stories that are the best to tell are the stories that are real for us. We live in a world where perfection is idolized, but let's be honest, perfection is not real because we're all struggling in one way or another. So let's learn to step away from relationships that do not nurture our emotional bank account as much as it can be difficult. Let's also learn that people who are meant to be in our lives, we can leave them and one day they will catch up. Let's learn to release ourselves from traumas by choosing not to reignite them. And I mean this by the decisions that we can make to step away from relationships that are not, that are not working. Again, is it easy? Absolutely not. But it is very necessary. We have to choose the wisdom of understanding that our lives are purposeful and in our purpose. Pain is a part of the process, but it's not something that we need to carry forever. Rufino, thank you so very much for joining us this evening and helping us understand how to load shed our minds. How do our A-teamers get in touch with you? Our A-teamers can get a hold of me on my email address, Rufilwe at mindfulrevolution.io. We are on Instagram. We are on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook at Mindful Revolution. And Patricia, thank you so much as always. 
A-teamers, it's time for us to go to the news. The beautiful flower has joined us once again, and that is Zalega Kodashe, who's going to give us the final bulletin. Zalega, good evening.